It's all about winning. Ron Rivera knows how to win as a player, as a coach, as a new head coach of the Redskins. One thing that's very, very important, we're going to have one voice and only one voice alone, and that's the coaches. I'd like to welcome Ron's wife, Stephanie, uh, who we've gotten to know over the last few weeks, and uh, our new head coach of the Washington Redskins, Coach Ron Rivera. Welcome in to Defeating the Curse. The district of champions live on. The Nationals are champions. A few years ago, we celebrated the Caps becoming champions. The Mystics are champions. But maybe arguably the biggest news right now in town, the Washington Redskins have let go of stupid Bruce Allen after, I mean, it feels like years. We've been uh, responding to every tweet that the Redskins put out, every everything that they put out with the same hashtag of fire Bruce Allen. You know, some of it may have actually been received unfairly um, publicly because, you know, his tenure here started off promising. But when you look at the collection of trash draft picks, the the inability to communicate or connect with fans, his uh, completely being oblivious to how bad the team actually was, his brainwashing or reverse brainwashing of Dan Snyder. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, I mean, he couldn't pronounce the franchise quarterback's name for two and a half seasons. He couldn't get him to sign a piece of paper saying he would stay here. And, uh, you know, the way this all played out, it seemed like Dan, you know, like woke up uh, from his funk and said, okay, I got to actually make a change here. And, you know, there's been a lot of changes at Redskins Park. And I think, um, you know, we owe it to ourselves, I think, to talk about the season that was before we talk about uh, what's coming up here in 2020 with, uh, you know, Riverboat Ron coming in and, and basically bringing the entire Carolina coaching staff with him. Um, and front office for that matter, and I have some strong opinions on that. But, you know, FPLP, you know, the Redskins are the team we grew up watching, you know, religiously. And, uh, you know, this year we just – it was hard to watch them. And, I, and frankly, I enjoyed having Sundays uh, not consumed with this terrible team and the, the, the absolutely trash product that they were putting on the out on the field week in and week out. You know, last offseason – we were talking about, you know, was Haskins going to be the guy? And, and I believe I went on record and I said, I don't think so. I, I think there's there's not enough body of work there. And I don't like when Dan becomes obsessed with a player, whether it's Clinton Portis or uh, or RG3 or whoever. Uh, it just it's a little weird to have, you know, the guy at the top of the organization obsessed with a guy, you know, several layers down below. But I'm still not a Haskins guy. And we'll talk about the draft and what could be here in the future. But you know, let's let's just start with uh, kind of recapping last season. I couldn't bring myself to watch the team, much less talk about the team. LP, I feel like you were probably in the same boat. I know you're a new dad and all, but it was hard to watch this team. And, and frankly, I, I can't imagine you got as up or as down, more mostly down, watching this team because they were just they were, with the exception of the first half of the first game, they were tough to watch all season. Yeah, it, it was really tough to watch, but. I think at the end of the day, the best outcome could have, that that could have happened happened, which was a Bruce Allen got fired. B Dwayne Haskins showed a little bit of promise into what he could be, right? So he played what was it two and a half games and actually put a solid performance up for two and a half games. So there was there was just that, that glimmer of hope, and then you see what Terry McLaurin did. So if you kind of look at this big picture. I don't think the Redskins are as bad as oh a three and thirteen team. Oh, oh my you, god! You you bring in a new coach, you bring in a new culture. I wouldn't be surprised if this team can 
can rebound to a seven, eight, nine win team next you're, year. You're absolutely insane. You, I, I can't believe you're saying that. Terry McLaurin is the single bright spot. I mean, keep in mind the passing leader for the Redskins was Case Keenum, and I think he played four games all season, right? It was seventeen hundred yards. Haskins is terrible. And Haskins, you know, this team is one if they had lost to the Dolphins, we would have the number actually, let me take that back. If the I, Dolphins didn't go for two and mess up their chance to win that game, the Redskins would be drafting first overall, and you got to think they would they would be locked in. I I can't imagine they would pass on Joe Burrow personally. You know, it looks like at two they have their options between Tua, which I don't think they'll go for. I think I don't think no, Dan no, will. No, no. There is no options there. It's Chase. It's, it's going to be Chase. Chase. Okay, so, but does this defense need yet another? Maybe maybe they need to trade down. I mean, this defense wasn't honestly the problem, but. You know, this whole it thing was to me a, is it just, was a it was a big problem. Well, okay. it, it wasn't it, it wasn't, wasn't the problem, I mean, but it wasn't the problem. I mean, the problem could be you know Haskins' inability to read a defense. It could be Darius guys, uh, you know, again not staying, not able to stay healthy. It could be that there's the, no receivers. The problem was that the front office couldn't put a team together that would be able to sustain more than four injuries. That was the problem. The the problem was. They but none of that's going to change because Chase comes in. I'm surprised that you're you're so you're so. Ex- I mean, you're already predicting seven eight wins, man. This this team is terrible. And I, you know, Bruce Allen. You know, the best thing that could happen to the Redskins was the removal of Bruce Allen, which happened. You know, but it's a wait and see approach, right? Like it it takes it. You know, it took him it took him years to destroy the fan base, and I think it's going to take maybe twice as long to get him back, especially because the other teams in town you know, with the exception of the Wizards, are proving to be, you know, worthy options of our dollars, our time, our energy. And, you know, it, it's just, it, it's a weird spot to be in. But the Redskins have a That's ton true. of problems, right? You know, I, the, the NFL rules reports, right? It, it, I mean, and we see that Super Bowl week coming up um, very soon. There's buzz around the air about Super Bowl. There's buzz around the air about Tom Brady. Is he going to return back to the Patriots? There's buzz around the air about Philip Rivers. Is he going to is he going to go back? But that's to the, the rest of the league. The, so as a Redskins it, fan, I don't care about any of that stuff because none of those guys. Tom Brady's not coming to play for the Redskins. And and I know you shared some some or maybe it was FP that shared some crazy article about Bill Belichick inquiring about coaching the Redskins. Come on, like these guys aren't coming here. It, they're not coming here. And you know, FP They're not. FP you're, but, you're but the, Hold on, hold on. FP you're you're a defense guy. Are you up or down on the Rivera hire because you know, and I'll say this as a preface, the whole league is going offense and, and leave it to the Redskins to zag and go with a defensive coach here. But are you up or down on on Rivera? I Personally, I'm going to say I'm I'm up on Rivera, but I'm higher on Jack Del Rio and having probably your first time since Greg Williams, a real defensive coordinator that can probably utilize the players that we have and get real production out of the guys that we've drafted and we've spent so much draft capital on. And I'm excited to see what two defensive-minded coaches, both with head coaching experience, can kind of get out of that defense. And I am convinced that if you have a defense that can play to its on-paper potential, that eases up a lot of things for the offense. And I I share the sentiment with you. I'm a little nervous about um, the, the Carolina Redskins that we essentially have become. Because on offense, without uh, an amazing Christian McCaffrey or a fully healthy Cam Newton that can just do whatever he wants at will, who knows what Ron Rivera can really get out of this offense and who knows what Scott Turner can really get out of this offense and who knows what we can do 
Um, I mean, you have to bring back Flowers. You have to surprisingly bring back Flowers. Who knows Very. what you do with Trent? Who knows what Darius Geis is going to look like if he can even last more than two games? I mean, there's a lot of questions still on offense, the biggest being Dwayne Haskins and how does yet another offensive coordinator work with him? He he could be going down the road of like a Jason Campbell where it's stud in college and then offense coordinator, offense coordinator, new language, new language. All of a sudden, he can't do anything in the uh, league. I agree I mean, that well, he has – no, no. I agree that he has a very high ceiling, and I agree that he has the physical talents and oh, the ability to be a good I, QB. I don't think he has a high I'm, ceiling at all. I think he's at best an average quarterback in this no, league. No, you – you have to agree that he has a high ceiling because if if you're going to have him beat out Burrow at one point or another, somebody somewhere saw him with a high ceiling. And that somebody and that someone was who? Urban Meyer. So you, you would assume Urban but, Meyer's but this not is where This is where I think the argument falls flat because Rosen was an excellent collegiate quarterback and he's been terrible in the pros. It doesn't translate one-to-one. -one. It just doesn't. I mean, and, and I don't want to do the whole Brady I'm not saying bit it does. Whatever, we're, but we're talking about the potential ceiling. The potential ceiling I don't of think, Haskins could I don't be think high. his ceiling is that high because, frankly, there was other quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks this year, most notably to my mind is Gardner Minshew down in Jacksonville, who were thrown into games without any preparation. I mean, Gardner was thrown in there at the second half of the first week. He had several 300-plus yard games to his, to his credit in the first couple of weeks of the season. He was making plays with his feet. I mean... He just got it. Now, is he? he's not an all-pro, but he was miles ahead, miles ahead of where Haskins won. Even it was even at the end of the season, Haskins still was having trouble audibling out of plays and still relying on his arm well, way okay, too much. No, I, I'll agree with that, but you also there, there's two things you have to, to, to discuss. One, Haskins doesn't have that much collegiate football playing yeah, under which his is belt. maybe maybe the, and, maybe and the Giants were, were onto something, right? Passing right, yeah, and taking yeah, Daniel that's Jones. What we're like, seeing. Look how, so. From a raw talent perspective, raw talent, does he have the arm strength? Yes. Can he eventually figure yeah, it uh, out? But yes. See, I don't know. Jamarcus so, Russell never figured it out, and he had a key so, had a, an actual cannon for an arm. That's right? where you and I are agreeing is I don't think the offensive staff that we currently have will get you the production out of Haskins. So, again, to go full circle, excited about this team. Thank God Bruce is gone. I'm happy that the defense most likely could get you the defense alone, if Jack Del Rio does his thing, I agree with LP. You you could get a, a an Alex Smith type season where you all of a sudden have six wins based off defense alone. But I don't see us getting any further because that offense I don't think will get anything yeah, out as, of Haskins. I, I, yeah. I think yeah. I think we're talking about things that we don't know. Scott Turner has offensive coordinated four games in his in his life. Dwayne Haskins has played what 10 publicly televised games we're talking about players and coaches who haven't been proven yet so we have a completely unproven offense and the defense with some alabama studs with some with some playmakers and then if you throw in a chase young in there a defense that on paper they should, should be top they five top be, 10 defense. Well, i don't know if i go that high top i think 10, i think they're 15, uh, 15 to 10 somewhere in there i mean you are going to get reuben foster back matt ionitis had a fantastic season you know, say what you want about Kerrigan. I mean, he he's consistent. He's not spectacular, but he's consistent. Uh, you know, Payne and and and, and Anderson, like the, the team. Yeah, there's there's some talent there, but the secondary is still problematic. Now you're going to save a ton of money. There, there's I don't see any scenario where Josh Norman is back. 
you know, Dunbar was probably your best corner. I mean, it's, you know, and it's hard. I'll tell you, it's hard to see the teams in the playoffs right now. I mean, we got, like, look at all the Redskins scattered across the, the, the playoff teams, across, you know, NFC and AFC. There's just, there's Redskins everywhere, right? So, you know, a lot of the problems are resolved, I think, just by getting Bruce out of here and a change in culture and blah, you know, all that. I think there there is, maybe that's half a win or a full win. You know, Reuben Foster being healthy and not, you know, and having his leg explode in the first game of the preseason or first game of practice, essentially, you know, adding another, you add another defensive asset in, in Chase Young. I mean, the I'm defense, not sure Reuben Foster's healthy. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But Chase Young last week, but, he couldn't even feel his toes. But Chase, but Chase Young will be healthy, right? And and you got to think him opposite right. opposite Kerrigan with Anderson and and Payne and Ionitis. Like that's a formidable front six and a half or seven. You know, yeah, there's some promise there. But frankly, Landon Collins was a disappointment. I mean, I, I know maybe he was being asked to do things that he couldn't do. But frankly, he was a disappointment with the Giants too, which is why they let him walk. So I think there's a lot I of holes here, and and frankly, you know, the, the best player on the roster was Tressway. I mean, is anyone going to disagree with me? Like, no, can, I was wait, I was waiting for a fourth down. All uh, yeah, all I pro mean, bowl. the dude, the dude makes me care about punts, and nobody makes me, no one makes anyone I, care about. Punts, I will but, say this: I think if if we zoom out a little bit from next season and what's going to happen right away, the Bruce firing is huge, and I love the Ron Rivera hire. Because if it really does bring a culture change, like if Snyder is really coach-centric, culture change, follow the the Patriots way, the Chiefs way, just Ron Rivera has his way, I'm good with that. And and I'm fully prepared and willing to accept a bunch of six-win to ten-win seasons throughout the five years of Ron Rivera if – that means the culture has truly changed. If that means that if Ron Rivera doesn't figure it out and doesn't get us over the hump, if he's the coach to leave after five years, if somebody else comes in to a franchise that isn't the disgrace of the NFL, to a franchise that has saved face, to a franchise that can attract free agent players, if that culture change actually takes place, I'm willing to accept Six win seasons for the next five years, but I don't know if, if you got five years. Here, I, I don't. I, I think five years and LP. Maybe you have a thought on this too. Here, in five years, the NFC East is going to look very different. Either, either the Cowboys and Dak and whoever's coaching the Giants and Daniel Jones and Wentz. Like the the NFC East could be could could return to being the NFC beast. Right in in some in some instances here, and the Redskins are going to be stuck at that bottom for a long time if the current quarterbacks and I mean look at look at the other teams in the division here. You have I mean Dak. I'm not a Dak guy, but Dak and Zeke is a formidable one-two offensive punch, and Cooper being there, like they're always going to have a shot. Whether you like, I mean, we hate them, but they're they have they they have pieces in the correct places to continue to challenge for the NFC East crown. Wentz, Ertz, and Miles Sanders. Again, you know, the biggest question mark out of those three is going to be Wentz for the, for, you know, over the coming years because he, he can't stay healthy either, especially in December, uh, or sorry, in November, right. December. I, I, I and get that. Hold on. And you look at the change. Giants. I mean, Barkley and, and Jones didn't play, didn't play as poorly as Haskins did but, all season, right? But you have to look at it. I get the East is going to change, and we most likely will be bottom dollars. Hey, would we all love to be surprised? Yes. Will we most likely be bottom dollars? Absolutely. But what I'm saying is, we, for, for the last 10 years of Bruce Allen, have been fighting an uphill battle, fighting two fronts, one with a mismanaged team and the other with bad players, bad coaching. If the mismanaged team part gets fixed, 
if the culture gets changed, if all of that gets resolved, then all the other stuff should essentially become easier to fix. So yeah, you you ride out Haskins until he's gone. You figure out all the holes that you have. I mean, I we think... we fired Larry Hessen. We have a new training staff. Snyder looks like he's really trying to get the everything moving in the right direction. So yeah, I, I mean maybe maybe Trent comes one, back, right? Maybe Trent comes back. Battle than a two front battle, uh, which we've had for the last look, ten years. I, I agree with you on that front. I think the defense will be better than the offense, just the way that they're they're currently constructed. If you add Chase Young, if you get Reuben Foster back, assuming you can go out and get yourself, you know, uh, you know, a corner or at least at least one, maybe two corners, your defense is is closer to being competitive or more competitive than your offense is. Like, or let's say the defense is more playoff caliber then certainly the offense is. Now, offensively, I, I think we all expect Jordan Reed to retire. McLaurin is going to be your clear-cut number one, and he's proven. I think he can be, and I think he will continue to evolve. As long as he doesn't have that the uh, Antonio Brown OBJ crazy thing gene, which I don't think nothing so far indicates that he's got that at all. He, he actually seems to be the opposite. Uh, you know, He seems to be like of the Amari Cooper-like type stud. I think he's going to be fine. Um, a fine, a fine piece here for for many years to come. I, I like Bruce got that one right with McLaurin. Okay, Haskins. Right now, if Keenum can walk, um, you, you got to think Keenum beats him out if it's a full and open. And frankly, if Alex Smith can walk or run or do whatever, you got to think he beats both of them out. So the offense just has holes everywhere. And and I I wouldn't be shocked if Bryce Love is the starting running back at the come at the beginning of next season, not Darius Geis, and probably not Adrian Peterson. Although he had AP had what nine hundred yards uh, I think uh, rushing this year, like. He's still able to get it done, but you know, and he needs money because of the lawsuits and blah 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 and all this other stuff going on. I get it. He's being sued in I think in Pennsylvania or whatever it is. But you know, this offense is gonna just be a, continue to be a problem. And the people that they've hired, you know, uh, let's talk about the Carolina Panthers here for a second. You know, Cam Newton. I would put him in the slightly disappointing category as far as quarterback play over the last decade. He had a couple of peaks, but a whole lot of valleys. And a rookie stepped in, I'm blanking on the name, but he stepped in and had, uh, I mean, you could argue that the offense actually was more formidable without Cam Newton. I mean, to the point where they didn't rush him back and ended up shutting him down. So, you know, Ron Rivera is a nice change of pace and and certainly, you know, they made a big deal about him getting rid of the ping pong tables and the culture and all this other stuff. Was he that successful in Carolina? Like, was he that amazing of a coach in Carolina that uh, you know, that we think he's going to really step in here and make a difference. Like, you know, the the big plus is that he's got two and a half stud running backs that he's going to see all the time in in uh, in Barkley and, and Zeke. And then I'll put Miles Sanders in that category because I think Miles Sanders is going to be a, a – I mean, he's going to be the, the next uh, Darren Sproles or Kareem Hunt or whatever. Like, he's he's just that good. And Philadelphia seems to find these guys more frequently than other teams. Uh, but I'm just not big on Rivera. Like, I – the whole league has gone I mean, what, younger. What are you and, not and, big on? Well, okay, I, I the mean, whole league has gone younger and offensive-minded, right? LaFleur, uh, McVeigh, uh, what's that donk in, uh, that, that sucked in uh, Cleveland this year? Kitchens. Like, um, I Kitch, mean, Kitchens is not young. Yeah, but it's true. You, you also take a look at like a Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. He was part of the, the McVeigh tree or the Shanahan tree or whatever. That's not working out for I them. I mean, Shanahan has so, an offensive guy too, right? I mean, Shanahan, there's a, there's a ton of these guys. Like, the whole league went younger and offensive-minded. And but, we went but, old right, but in if, defense. If you look at the Super Bowl and the playoffs, if you look at the Super Bowl and playoffs, what stood true? It was your defense. If your defense stood up and I don't and know, man. Kansas City, Kansas gimmick, City got rolled left and right. 
and Andy Reid is not young, but he's, I mean, no, no, no. I, I don't know if I completely agree with that. And frankly, Kansas and look at Kansas Minnesota. City, I mean, Minnesota Kansas City stopped your, your Derrick Henry rushing attack. Because that defense played a bigger okay, role. Okay, but if than we're if we're talking singular. about the all right, but if we're talking about the teams that that saw success in the playoffs, right? I mean, their their run games are spectacular, and their pass games. I mean, Garoppolo threw like four passes, right? And and now he's heading into a Super Bowl to see what happens. I mean, he's the most expensive game manager ever, but it's but Shanahan. Th- that that right there. Uh, Proves the point that who cares about everybody shifting offense well, when we, you can get to the Super Bowl but, throwing full okay, passes. But the Redskins aren't going to get to the Super Bowl, and the Redskins have to win back fans, and the Redskins have to get, you know, we're going to have like zero primetime games forever, which may end up being a good thing. I'm just saying the, the Snyder right, has to but, win back so, fans, right? And, and eking out 13, 16 victories at FedEx, you know, eight times a year is, uh, I don't know if that's going to get it done. I, I just, I, I just, don't think so, but I don't know. I mean, look, so, it's so Ron Rivera, like, Ron Rivera got Cam Newton to be a league MVP. He got to the Super Bowl. He has won the NFC South over a Drew Brees Saints and a, a healthy Matt Ryan Falcons multiple times. Ron Rivera is a solid coach. And you bring in Ron Rivera to to write the ship. You don't bring in Ron Rivera to be the the sexy hire, the McVay hire, the oh my God, look how quick he turned this franchise around. You bring him in for a slow and steady writing of the ship. And that is exactly what we have been seeing here where he's going to come in. He's going to uh, hopefully get all the places in, or all the pieces in, in place and, and everything starts moving in a slow, systematic, correct way. You deal with headlines the correct way. You deal with player injuries the correct way. You deal with free agents. They, the uh, they demoted. Don't overspend. They demoted Doug Williams too, right? He went from yeah, player they, personnel. They didn't to demote him, else. but they shifted him to yeah, millennial was, babysitter. Essentially, it, player yeah. development. Millennial, baby, millennial babysitter is a good yeah, title. <laughs> that's exactly what he is. But you need to slowly correct it. This can't be a one-year classic Dan Snyder. Do you think? Well, well he, here's the thing: Dan systematic fix. And and with this move, Dan Snyder's not going to have any of the hey, we signed uh, you know Reuben Foster in the midst of a uh, an arrest or any of that stuff. So there's also the the publicity piece of this, right? Ron Rivera is huge on military. Dan, we all know Dan wants to be in D.C., right? So Ron Rivera bringing bringing the military into into Redskins Park, and then um, oh, also that's w- w- with, angle. with the making news over here. Yeah, with and then with Ron Rivera also being a, a minority coach, the only minority coach to get hired. So Dan's doing stuff to change his public, um, his image, right? And so you also got to give credit, a little bit of credit that something happened, right? Something changed. We were three and thirteen. We we you know we were in ten years of hell with Bruce Allen. Who cares who well, the next coach but is? Hold on who cares a second. But isn't it a little, but isn't it a little ridiculous care. LP that that Dan Snyder had to go hire consultants? Like outside consultants to tell him that the team isn't beloved by the city anymore, and that Bruce Allen is a big part of it. Isn't that odd to you? No, it's not odd because you know what? I, I'll give you an, an example. I finished my basement, right? I need I need to furnish my basement. I need couches, right? Who do I go to? I go to my friends. I went to, to FP yesterday. I said, "Hey, what would you do here? Hey, what would you do here?" Just like that, and then anything else, right? You have friends, you have trusted people, and you go ask them. You may not. Go with 100% with, with what they say, but you're getting other opinions. And 
smart people usually get other people's opinions and are not, you know, super type A personalities where I'm going to go this way and I don't care if you tell me that I'm stupid, I'm going to keep going this way. So give him a little bit of credit for that, right? Bruce was his boy. We we heard, what, a month ago that that Bruce would yell or that Dan would yell at Bruce because he missed tea time or whatever it is. Like, you don't, I think the 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 personal relationship that the, those two guys had together, right, yeah. absolutely. And for him to say, you know what, I'm going to put this personal relationship on hold for a minute. Let me go go outside and find and find some other people that I can maybe trust and help me make this decision. I give him a little bit of credit there. I mean, ultimately, will this deal work in five years? Who knows? But I think something. Different. I think we should also talk about. You know, I, I was disappointed that Jay was made to be the scapegoat for all of this because I think if you look at his body of work, it's not spectacular, but he produced. You know what? Uh, uh, three, four NFL head coaches. Um, two of them have been rep- have represented the NFC uh, in the past two years in the Super Bowl. I mean. I don't think Jay was ever the singular problem, but I think he also fell victim to kind of the old boys club and just kind of, you know, under like it was a two part uh, problem, I think, but it wasn't Jay's fault. And Callahan no, I, was a terrible interim coach, whatever. But Jay in particular, he landed on his feet down in Jacksonville as a as an offensive coordinator. And I expect him to do to find ways to make that offense better. He needs a he needs a receiver, but. He's got Foles, he's got uh, Fournette, who really hasn't panned. I mean, he's kind of a plotter, not really the, the running back he was in college. But, you know, Jay's going to be fine. And I think eventually he'll land. He, he will get back to head coaching before, like, uh, Jason Garrett does, for example. I think Jason Garrett's going to have a much harder time getting back to the head coaching ranks. Um, because, you know, although they both had limited success, Jay did it with a lot less talent. And he did it by scheming his players. Um, you know, did you, the Redskins never had a Zeke. Uh, and frankly, they never they didn't have a Dak either, and they let the closest thing that they had to. I mean, they let Kirk walk, but Jay kind of made Kirk, and and I, I think he didn't get enough credit for that. I think you make a very good point, and the hiring or the allowing of Bill Callahan to be interim head coach, really bad move in hindsight, right? If you knew you're not going to ever have him as your head as your ultimate head coach, why would you why would you make him interim? Why wouldn't you give someone like a Kyle um, Kevin O'Connell a chance? And then you make your decision, right? So people are pissed off that Kevin O'Connell has walked and that Scott Turner is, is the guy. And I think Ron Rivera made that decision because if KOC walks next year, then what? We're at a we're You're starting, starting over all again. over again. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think you got to figure out. I think this this offseason is going to be spent evaluating Haskins. I don't think they're going to go quarterback unless they they trade that two down to I don't know, like five or six maybe, and then two are still sitting there. Maybe you take him and you stash him. Um, no, I, you, no you don't want to. You want to tank next year for a Clemson kid. What's his name? Uh, I don't know if you can do that unless you can bring Debo with him. I, frankly, I I don't like the tanking model. Um, and even this year, like if they didn't, if the if the Dolphins had won uh, that game in week three or four, whatever it was, we'd be we'd have the first overall pick, right? So, like I'm not gonna be upset if they take Chase Young. I'm not gonna be upset if they trade down and maybe try to steal him at three or four. Uh, you know, we expect. Uh, I think we all expect. That the Bengals are going to take a quarterback, um, they're going to take Burrow, but you know, and Burrow looks like the real deal. But as we've learned over and over again, like it, it just it's not a one to one translation, and it takes so much more to be a competitive team. But any final thoughts here, boys? Put a wrap on this one. I mean, I, I know we we've commiserated here a lot about the Redskins and how terrible uh, this season has been for us. I mean, it's to the point where I, I know we were all dejected. We didn't want to talk about it even. Um, you know, FP. Any any final thoughts here? We'll put a bow on this one, and you know, we'll call it the Redskins. You know everything show for the 2019 season and, I, and i'm glad it's over and we got a couple months before the draft 
Um, final thought would be, I really hope that the culture change takes place. Um, and I think the fact that we didn't hire a GM before we brought in Ron Rivera kind of proves that Snyder is willing to stick to this coach centric thing and kind of have football people make football decisions. Mm. Um, and you kind of follow the, the Buffalo Bills method like that and 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 you have McDermott come in and, and be the one that kind of writes the ship. So I'm really I'm I'm ex- I'm You're more optimistic. excited now than I have been in, in a very long time yeah. for a Redskins offseason. You expect Jordan Reed to retire? He needs to. He absolutely yeah, needs to. Yeah, I expect to. him to as well. I expect him to. How about uh how about Geis? Do you think Geis is you think Geis is the guy or do you think they might give Love a shot or go back to the well and see what they can find? I will I will give Geis one more chance. But if he gets hurt one more time, I'm 100% done with him. I love the guy. I mean, I love he's him too. He's a hard worker. He's a great personality. He's the he guy. You know, when we talk about culture change, he's that mm-hmm. guy. You know, he going to movies randomly with fans and, and just, you know, loving yeah. everybody on Twitter and on Instagram. Like, he's that. He's the right guy. It's just unfortunate that he can't seem to stay upright. So, you know, maybe hopefully AP helps him in that regard. But, um, right. you know, we'll we'll see where we land here. Uh, LP, any final thoughts? Any uh for the off season here, you know, it's uh, this was not a pleasant season for Redskins fans. It's one of the more dejecting ones we've had, I think, in 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 years. But you know, looking forward here with new coach, you know, potentially another, you know, a top five pick. Um, assuming it'll be a, a defensive pick here. I mean, what are you? Is there one thing you're looking forward to? I guess over the next couple of months, from you know, from a Redskins front office or personnel perspective. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens after the draft with the, the front office. Who really is in charge? Because, again, at Redskins Park, we don't know who's in charge. We think it's Ron. We don't really know. There's no GM. Who knows? So I think that's something to watch in the next few months. And then also to see if the Redskins actually get any offers for that number two pick. If someone comes with three ones, I'd be out in a second. Yeah, I think you got to do it, too. All right, Two ones, I'd maybe even be out. Yeah, I mean, because they need everything, right? They need help all over the place. But... uh... Anyway, thank you, LP. Thank you, FP. Uh, you know, it's it's nice to be back and talking anything, but, I mean, it, it was tough. It's tough to watch the Redskins this season. It was tough to uh, – it was just tough to give a damn, to be honest. Like, it, it was a bad product, bad timing. on Like, football overall, to me, has just become a little bit more problematic. But, you know, it is a new era here in D.C. Bruce Allen is out. Um, you know, we fully – you know, it looks like it's a – it is a changing of a guard here. And, and at minimum, I think they deserve, you know, two years, three years to see if they can get it right. I don't know if I can be dragged back to FedEx anytime soon, uh, but I, you know I'll, I promise to at least watch and, and kind of try to keep up with the team. But uh, you know, for now, boys, you know we'll see what happens. Hail to the Redskins! You know the off season is well underway here, and we'll see if we uh, if we continue to be off season champions. But you know we'll see. District of Champions. We got a lot of other sports going on. We have a lot of other champions to celebrate. We have a lot of other moving parts all around town. So we'll see. But for now, you know Ron Rivera is in. Uh, Bruce Allen is out. Dan Snyder seems to be uh, executing a new game plan, and we'll see what happens with the rest of the uh, the critical positions moving forward. Uh, my name is Joe for LP, for FP, and the entire DTC family. Thank you for listening. Keep up with us as, uh, as frequently as you like on uh, Podbean, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Have a great one. Until next time, we're out.